Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. The call to the Christian life is a call to death and surrender every day of our lives. When Jesus knelt in the garden, his prayer was, Father, not my will, but yours be done. And he said, he told those who follow him, take up your cross daily and follow me. There are many deaths that we're gonna have to face as we follow our Lord and Jesus Christ, but this is the day that we are remembering that it didn't end in the grave. Jesus was raised from the dead, and in Ephesians 1, Paul prayed that we would know and understand the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I'm praying that for us today here. Father, I ask God for grace, grace upon grace, with the deaths, the daily deaths that we have to enter into, God that we would have hope and experience the power of your resurrection, God. Jesus, we fix our eyes on you today. We thank you, God, for doing what you did to secure an everlasting salvation for us, God. I thank you, Lord, for the power of your hope. So God, today I ask, release that hope in hearts across this room those who feel like they're in death may be right now, God. There is promise of resurrection life coming as you surrender yourself, as you surrender your life once again, maybe for the first time, as you surrender yourself to the Lord and say, God, I choose to follow you, not my will, but yours be done. There is resurrection power coming for you. There is new life coming for you. Thank you, Father. We rejoice in what you did, and we celebrate the power of your rising from the dead today, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. If you're a believer, I believe you're going to walk out of here changed by the power of God's Word. If you're a non-believer today, you're definitely going to walk out of here changed because He's going to bring you into... But I believe that we're not just here to have church. I believe here to, we're, we are here to become the church and to be changed because of what Jesus did for us. Amen? So, go ahead and turn in your Bible to Luke in chapter 24. And I'm going to ask you to do something today. If you have a, a piece of paper to write down, I, I would encourage you to do that. Grab a pen. If you need a pen, there's actually some pens out in the foyer. Just not everybody get up at once. But um, I'm going to give you some scriptures today that will impact your life. Um, as you read through them and study them out. And, but I just feel like praying them over you, praying them over yourself. And so if you would just be prepared, I, I want you to be able to just walk through this and be able to take it with you and again, pray it into yourself. But um, today we were, know why we're all here. I mean, we do this every, every day and every week, but you know, today we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I just wanted to read this passage. I want to start here in Luke in chapter 24. And uh, the heart of my message today and what I really feel like God wanted, wanted to release into us is, is what He fulfilled. Like, 
I'm pretty certain that if you're here this morning, you know the, the, the biblical foundation of, of, of Jesus' miraculous birth and His life on earth, and that He was crucified, that He was buried, that He was in that, in that tomb, and He rose again three days later. I think most of us have this foundational understanding, but I believe God wants to drive it into your heart today to understand what Jesus really did for you. Like, what did He fulfill on the cross? And what, what did He fulfill whenever He rose up out of that grave? I want to talk a little bit about that today, but I want to start in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 24. And we're just going to read verse 1-7 through seven, and we'll just go through this together. Amen? You guys ready? So, Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 1. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women went with them, and they came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. This is going to sound a little cliche, but pastors always have these little uh, catchy uh, Easter Sunday sayings, but as you read through that, I just feel like I need to tell someone that He can move it out of the way for you too. Come on. I just feel like I need to tell someone this morning that no matter what your situation is and no matter what is in your way, that He can move that thing out of the way. If He can de defeat death and raise up and move that stone, let me tell you, there is nothing happening in your life that God can't move for you. So, verse 3, then they went in and they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened that, it, that uh, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two, two men uh, stood by them in, in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and they bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, but He is risen. Everybody say, He got up. So I want to talk about what this means to you. Again, this is the heart of, of t this, this today and, and Resurrection Sunday. And, but I want to look at what Jesus fulfilled for you. Lori and I watched The Passion of Christ last night. How many of you have, ever, how many of you have watched The Passion of Christ? Just real quick so I can have an idea as your pastor. There's quite a few people have it. If you haven't watched The Passion of Christ, you can get it anywhere. You can get it on your smart TV. You can, I don't, just find it. If you have teenagers, I'd encourage you to uh, uh, watch it through with your teenagers, maybe not the young children because it is so real, but it, it, it really drives home you know, this reality of what our Savior went through for us. And I was thinking, I was watching uh, this movie last night and this story of our Savior, and you know, uh, the night before Jesus was arrested, He was in the Garden of Gethsemane and He was praying. You guys remember the story? And they were there praying. And there's actually a medical condition that it's very, 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 very rare. But someone can come under a, such a heavy, heavy amount of anguish that blood begins to blend in through their sweat pores and they begin to sweat blood. The Gospel of Luke 
records that that as Jesus was in the garden and He was praying and crying out to the Father, that literally, literally He was in such anguish that He began to sweat drops of blood there. You guys understand that He was fully God and that He was fully man. Do you know what that means? It means He understood what was going to happen. He knew the prophecy of Isaiah. He knew what it said, that He would be beaten to such a degree that His body would be unrecognizable. He knew what was going to happen. And I was watching this last night unfold and my heart was just breaking of what He, what he went through and what level of obedience. And I thought, you know, it wasn't just the anguish of knowing what he was physically about to endure with his body and, and, and the crucifixion on the cross. But I believe in that moment as well, he was beginning to carry the weight of the sin of the world in that garden. To the degree, it's again, such anguish that, that, that drops of blood just begin to drip from him as sweat. Isn't it amazing when you think about it? And here we are today, we're, we're Resurrection Sunday. So we know what happened Friday. And then I love in Revelation in chapter 1 and verse 17 and 18 where John has this vision of, of the Lord. And it says, And when I saw Him, I fell at His feet as dead, but He laid His right hand on Him. How many you know, because at that moment He had all authority on heaven and earth. Because he had defeated death in the grave. He laid his right hand on John, authority, saying to me, do not be afraid. And Jesus says, I am the first and the last. I'm the beginning and the end. I am he who lives and I was dead. And behold, in other words, this word behold says pay attention. So Jesus says, I'm the first. I, I, I am the last. Come on. Uh, uh, I, I, I am he who lives. I was dead, but behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen? And then Jesus said, and I hold the keys of hell and of death. Man, we need to understand what this Scripture means. In John, I'm, I'm giving you some Scriptures, guys, so be writing these things down. In John, in chapter 19, and verse 30, Jesus, it says, So when Jesus had received the sour wine on that cross, right before He took His last breath, He said, It is finished. Can I tell you, it's already been decided. Your healing, your deliverance, your salvation has already been decided and paid for and put in motion on the cross when Jesus said, it is finished. And then He bowed His head and He, and, and, and he gave up His spirit. In John Gospel chapter 14 and verse 6, I just want to make sure that you understand today as I move forward that Jesus said to them, He said, He said, guys, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Me. I want you to understand today that guys, Jesus is the only way. There is no other way to your salvation. There is no other way to your physical healing. There is no other way to deliverance. There is there is no other way for your breakthrough. There is no other way to grab a hold of the peace of God and the joy of the Lord. He is the only way. How many are thankful this morning that He made a way? And that He is enough. He is always enough. Whatever is in the way, just like that stone, your Savior can roll it away for you today. 
Isn't that so powerful? Jesus says, I, I am. I am He who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And so today I want to launch out of this, and I want to talk to you about what Jesus fulfilled for you through the Beth, death, the burial, and the resurrection. I'm just going to let you know in advance right now that we're going to close out this service this morning, and I'm going to call the worship team forward. And I've got leaders that, are, that have been praying, and they're prepared, and they're going to come down to this altar. And I'm going to give an altar call this morning. I'm going to do it all at one time so no one's going to know why you're coming down. It's between you and the Lord. But salvation's going to happen in this house this morning. There are going to be people this morning that's going to say, I recognize what Jesus did for me. I recognize that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I want to begin my journey with Him. And people are going to come this altar and they're going to surrender their life to Jesus. And they're just going to start that journey with them. There are people here today that are going to understand what Jesus fulfilled on the cross. And they're going to come down this morning and they're going to receive healing. They're going to receive healing in their bodies because Jesus wants you healed. You're going to receive healing in your body this morning because Jesus already established and said your healing is finished. There are people here today that need deliverance and you're going to come down here this morning and Jesus, through the power of His blood and what He finished on the cross, you're going to receive deliverance this morning in Jesus' name. How many of you will agree with me for that today? So this is what we're going to step into and I ask you to be getting ready and getting prepared. This is what's on my heart. Talk about what He fulfilled for you. The Word of God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I'm just going to share the Word of God with you. And as I'm sharing, I'm going to be believing that your faith will be rising for you to step into all that Jesus fulfilled for you this morning. Isn't He so good? So I want to come from here. If you'll write this verse down, it's real important. In the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 10 and verse 7 and 8, Jesus is talking to His disciples. And He says, as you go, how many know we're supposed to go? No matter what you come down here for today, all of us are called to go when we leave here today. All of us. And so Jesus says, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then Jesus commissioned the disciples, and He commissions us, and He says, watch this, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. As you go, let these things follow you. And then these powerful words, this is what I want you to get, because some of you are going to receive today, some of us already have received, and all of us need to go release. But Jesus talking to His disciples says, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Guys, go for me now and heal the sick and cleanse the lepers and raise the dead and cast out demons. And Jesus says, freely you have received, now freely give. How many of you are ready to go? So what do we go give? What have we received? What are we to receive this morning so that we can go give? This, this Scripture that I just read to you, this command, reveals all these things. Everybody say salvation. Healing and deliverance. 
What was fulfilled on the cross for you to receive was first of all salvation. Secondly, was healing. And third was deliverance. And we're going to walk into these today. We need to make sure that Jesus tells us that we need to receive it. And then once we receive it, then we need to go release what we've received and declare that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is salvation, it is healing, and it is deliverance. And it is for you today. It is for the church today to walk in the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. It is at hand. Let's grab a hold of it today. Amen? So I want to talk about these things today. I want to talk about salvation real quick. And I want to make sure you get this in the core of your inner being. I want to make sure today that if you're not walking with Jesus Christ, if He's not your Lord and Savior, that you don't want to walk out these doors without Him today. That everything that you're here for and the reason why He came and what He poured out is because He loves you so much. So salvation. He fulfilled this as a gift for you to take. For you to have. For you to be able to accept. In Romans in chapter 1 and verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because for it, for the gospel, for the truth of the death and the burial and the resurrection, it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Salvation is for everyone who believes. It doesn't just fall upon you. It is made available for you. It is there for you to have. It is a free gift. It's not a free gift from the perspective that it costs nothing. It costs Jesus everything. But what He said on the cross, He said, it is paid in full. I've covered it. I've covered every sin that you could ever commit. This salvation, that this message of the Gospel, the power of it, for salvation, for all who believes. I declare today that many of you will believe in the power of the Gospel this morning. And then no matter where you're at in your journey, some of you maybe have never accepted Him before. Some of you maybe have, and you've just gone through life, and maybe some point in time in that journey that you just let go of Him and begin to live your own life. And today I'm declaring that you need to grab a hold of the, set, the power of salvation and rededicate your life back to the Lord. You need to come back to that place and say, Jesus, I want all of you, and you can have all of me. So then you think, well, maybe I just need to, to say this. Saved from what? I'm a good person. I have good morals. I've not done anything really, really bad. So saved from what? Guys, listen to me this morning. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's not one person in here any better than the other, and there's not one person in here any worse than the other. Sin is sin, and all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all in this thing together, and we all need Jesus. Don't let your sin be indifferent from someone else's hold you back from what Jesus has for you. Choose to serve Him. Choose to receive this gift. But save from what? Saved from sin because all of sin. All of us. All of us needed a Savior. And then the Bible says in Romans 6 and 23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. So the wage of all of our sin is death. 
All of us need saved from, from, the, from death that sin causes in us. In eternal damnation. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I tell you today that Jesus took your sins to the cross and He paid for them with His blood that whoever would believe in Him would have everlasting life. Everlasting life. This is for you today. Everybody say, this is for me. It's for me. It's for you children. It's for you teenagers. It's for you young adults. It's for you mom and dads. It's for you grandparents. Man, it is for every one of us today that we are real, that we are real that we step out of whatever we got going on out here, that we can maybe try to look good and look clean and look right and this or that. I, I just, if I could, if I could just say anything, I just say let, let's let's let, let let's let today not be a day that we pretend, because the cost of death is way too high to pretend. Your salvation and your healing and your deliverance is way too important. So let's just be right before the Lord today and let's ask Him to ask Him to help you examine your heart. Where are you at in your walk with God? In the Gospel of John, chapter 11 and 26, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in Me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in Me shall never die. Isn't that powerful, guys? Isn't that powerful? I want to read this to you. I know I'm just going to give you some Word today, but His Word is truth and His Word is freeing. His Word is life. Amen? And in Romans in chapter 5, beginning with verse 6-11, through 11, I'm just going to read through this. It says, For when we were still <clears throat> without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, but yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that amazing, guys? So you're here this morning and you might think, i gotta, I got to get some things straightened out. i got to get myself cleaned up. I need to stop doing this. I need to get free of this addiction. I need to, let me tell you something. He died for you in the midst of your sin. He's the one that's going to clean you up, not yourself. Listen, whether you use zest or dove or whatever that it is, Old Spice, it's not going to do the trick. It might make you smell good on the outside, but you're still going to be dirty on the inside. So stop trying to clean yourself up and understand that Jesus died for you while you were still yet in your sins. He wants you to come to Him right now how you are in your filth. He's going to wrap His arms around you and love you and call you son or daughter today in Jesus' name. Isn't that so good? I don't know where I was. I know that. I'm not that lost. What verse am I at? I know that too. I'm asking what specific verse. You guys aren't paying attention. Now i got to start all over. Verse 8, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Praise Jesus. Back on track. Verse 9, Much more than having now been justified can I just say I'm so thankful that I've been justified by Jesus. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Do you understand that? Now being So since we've been justified, we are being saved from wrath through Him. So good. My goodness. Verse 10. 
For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, then much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Isn't He good, church? 1 Peter in chapter 2, verse 24 and 25 says, He bore our sins in His own body on the tree. Everybody pay real close attention if you checked out. Check back in. Elbow the person next to you. Make sure they're not asleep. Listen to me. Look, listen to what happened. I like to take our and just put mine. He bore my sins in His own body on the tree. He took all of Scott's sin and bore it on the tree that we, that I, having, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. Not my own, but His righteousness. Isn't that powerful? By whose stripes you were healed, for you were like sheep gone astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Jesus took your sins upon Himself so that you could put on His righteousness and have everlasting life. Isn't that amazing? It's what He wants to do for you today. It is finished. He fulfilled this, guys. Salvation for all who believe and follow Him. It's fulfilled. It's fulfilled. It's a gift for you to receive and for you to walk in. He already did His part. He already made His decision. Now you get to choose today. Are you going to receive that and are you going to walk in it as a son and daughter of the King? He's already bore all of your sins. Now you just got to receive the gift of salvation and become a son and daughter and begin to walk in it. Romans 10.9, listen closely. How do I do it? How do I get there? What's it look like? I want to step into it. I want to receive salvation today. Jesus says in Romans 10.9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. And then as a son and daughter, as a child of God, just like at some point in time, you had to learn how to crawl and you had to learn how to walk. So whether you're 10 today or 18 today or 20 or 30 or 50 or 90, you, 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 you fulfill God's Word. You, you, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You believe in your heart. You invite Him in. You, you, ask, you, you repent for your sins. And then you begin to walk this thing out with the Lord. Amen? Everybody say salvation. The second thing is that we learn there is uh, healing. Your healing. Everybody say healing. I want you to know today that Jesus fulfilled the way for your healing. I need your faith to arise this morning to understand that, that Jesus fulfilled your healing. Amen? He already decided it. Physically, mentally, and emotionally. Now pay close attention to me. A lot of people have heard the message of salvation. They know they're a sinner. They know they need Jesus. They know they don't want to go to hell. They know they want to go to heaven. I'm so thankful for that. That's, that, that's where we begin at. That's it. But I need some people to understand today that Jesus wants your mind healed. And He wants your heart healed. Come on, somebody. He wants your body healed because He already fulfilled it on the cross. 
So we're going to step into this today and we're going to believe for bodies to be healed. We're going to believe for minds to be restored. And we're going to believe for hearts to be healed in Jesus' name. Amen? So just begin to walk with me through this. In Isaiah, uh, prophet Isaiah chapter 53, in verse 4 and 5. Now, now, now I'm going to break this down a little bit, so just grab a hold of this truth. So, prophet Isaiah, chapter 53, verse 4 says, Surely he has borne, borne. Uh, this word born here means, means he took up uh, or in, and carried away. Okay? So he carried away. So it says, Surely he has borne, taken up, carried away our grief. That word grief it, uh, uh, means the word sickness. So surely he has taken up, carried away our sickness and, and carried our sorrows or pains. How many of you have some pains? How many of you have some emotional pains? How many of you have some emotional trauma? How many of you had stuff in life that, that happened to you you didn't ask for? How many of you had some stuff that happened in your life that you chose to do it and you wish you hadn't have, and it left a deep scar in your life? Can I just speak Isaiah 54 over you today and say, surely He has already carried away your sickness and carried away your pain. That you don't have to carry that thing any longer. And yet we esteemed Him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. Can I tell someone today, Isaiah 53 and 4 and 5 says, but guys, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement. Pay attention to this. The chastisement. Do you know what that means? It's, it, it means, it's the infliction of corporal punishment by law. In other words, it's what you deserve. So the infliction of corporal punishment by law. So the infliction of corporal punishment by law for our peace was upon Him and by His stripes you are healed. Everybody say, I'm healed. Just go ahead and tell yourself right now, I'm being healed. I'm being healed. I'm being healed. Because I'm not getting what I deserved. Even by law, I'm not getting what I deserved. By law, people, people, people deserve to get stoned to death. But in Jesus, I'm under the blood. Jesus fulfilled the way for you to be healed and for you to be whole. You don't have to just cling on to the hope of salvation, of, of saying that salvation prayer and, and, and living your best to try to walk right with Jesus, hoping one day, one day you'll get to heaven. But while you're waiting to get to heaven, that you've just got to live under the bondage and the heaviness and the brokenness of all the things that's happened in your life. Can I tell you today, that is a lie from the enemy. That is a lie from hell. Jesus paid way too high of a price for you to continue to live with what's happened to you beyond today in Jesus' name. He wants you to free you from that. He wants to bring you into healing and He wants to bring you into a place of wholeness. Jesus said to have life and to have it more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. The enemy has come into your life to steal and to kill you and to destroy you and to keep you broken and to keep you suppressed and to keep you buried and to keep you in a grave. But Jesus says, I've come to roll that stone away in your life. I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly.
I love it when you study that word out just a little bit. That word abundantly. Pay attention, this is so good. That word abundantly, it means life in its abounding fullness of joy and strength for our body, soul, and spirit. Isn't that powerful? I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Abounding fullness of joy. How many need some joy this morning? How many need some strength this morning? Jesus says, I've come so that you could have abounding fullness of joy and strength in your body and in your soul and in your spirit. And that's so good. It's what we're celebrating today. It's what He fulfilled on the cross. In 1 Timothy, in chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Abounding fullness. Can I just read that to you again? Because some of you guys don't realize this is part of your healing. So read it again. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Some of you are going to have your mind sealed today. Some of you are going to have your mind sealed today. Your mind's going to be free of the torment of shame and guilt and lack of worth and whatever that it is that, that, that you've just been carrying. And even grief. I just really feel in my spirit that the Lord's going to heal some people from grief this morning. In Isaiah chapter 40 and 29. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, He increases strength. How many of you came in this morning not having a whole lot of might? Not having a whole lot of strength? Feeling like you've been fighting a battle for a long time that doesn't seem to have an end in sight to it or whatever that may be. This is part of your healing. This is part of what Jesus fulfilled on the cross for you. I love Isaiah 40 and 29 because it declares to us that He gives power to us when we're weak, guys. He gives power to If you will look to Him, if you'll receive what He's done for you, He will lift you up out of that pit. He will move that stone out of your way and you can walk out of that hell that you've been living in. He gives power to the weak. What you have not been able to do and overcome on your own, in your own strength, He will give power to the weak to overcome it in Jesus' name. I'm so grateful for Him, aren't you, this morning? And to those who feel like that you're just at the end and you have very little life in you, those who have no might, He increases strength. Everybody say, I can have it. Psalm 103 and 3. It's talking about our Savior. It says, Who forgives all your iniquities. And watch this. Who heals all... Everybody say all. Your diseases. Do you believe in the Word or not? Do we believe in the Word or not? It's not up to me to figure out how God works and when, when's going to heal. All I, all I got to do and know to do is to stand on the Word of God that says when you walk down here with the disease this morning, that it says He heals all disease. You walk down here and you got high blood pressure, that He heals high blood pressure. You walk down here and you've got diabetes, that He heals diabetes. That He heals all diseases. You walk down here and you need your, your back healed. Come on. How many of you believe with me that Jesus will open up my ears this morning? How many of you are getting annoyed with me saying what all the time? Can I get a witness, Lori? 
She'll have full-blown conversations waiting for me to answer, and I have no idea she said anything. Sometimes it's a gift, sometimes not. Probably should have stuck to my notes and not dropped that one in there. Sometimes things just come out before I have a full time to process it. I got a lot of work to do for the kingdom of God. And uh, He heals all diseases. I'm believing that whatever's damaged my eardrums or whatever, He's going to move it out of the way because I need to hear what people... Everybody say, all. Amen. So that's my, that's my... I'm going for that today. Psalm 147 and verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted. There's no if, ands, or buts in there. It doesn't mean why you're brokenhearted. It doesn't mean what broke on the brokenheartest. I'm telling you, there's some broken hearts in here today. And I'm just going to go to God's Word. And it says He heals the brokenhearted. And you know what He does then? He binds up their wounds. <laughs> Jesus wants you saved. And Jesus wants you healed. Body, soul, your inner man. Everybody say deliverance. Everybody okay? Are you ready for God to move? You ready for salvation? Are we ready to see miracles in the house from the fulfillment of what Jesus did on the cross as healer? How about seeing some people delivered? How many like to see some people delivered this morning? How I like to see people that have been addicted to nicotine most of their life and they love Jesus with all their heart. It's just been such a tight grip around them that they haven't been able to overcome it. How many will disagree today for our brothers and sisters in Christ that Jesus will break that demon off of them in Jesus' name of, of nicotine? Come on, somebody. Lust. Lust. You have to flee in Jesus' name. Spiritual immorality, you've got to flee in Jesus' name. He already fulfilled it on the cross. Come on, somebody. Okay. We can't miss this part because too often people get saved. People even get healed. And yet the enemy still has a grip in an area of their life. It's called strongholds. And the church has just learned how to live with strongholds. Fear has to leave this house this morning. Fear paralyzes and you can never fulfill what God's called you to, to live as long as fear is paralyzing you. Fear of what people might do. Fear of failure. Fear of moving forward. Fear, 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 fear. It's one of the things the Word of God talks about the most. 365 times we're encouraged and commanded to fear not. Because God knew that fear would be, would be a stronghold that the enemy would use that would keep you paralyzed in receiving all that Jesus has for you. How many of you believe today that fear has to flee with me? Fear has to flee in Jesus' name. I just wrote some things down I feel like the Lord put on my heart that are going to be broken off. Anxiety. Anxiety is not of heaven. Anxiety is not of God. Perfect peace is of the Lord. Not anxiety. You carrying things that you cannot control is not of the Lord. Come on. Anxiety is a stronghold and you need deliverance from it. Depression is not the mind of the Lord. Depression is not the heart of God. His peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of a storm and the joy of the Lord being your strength, that's what Jesus completed for you on the cross. That's what was fulfilled. 
I declare today that depression on every level, that is circumstantial depression or even um, generational depression that has been passed on has got to cease because one drop of blood was enough to break that off of you in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Everybody say it was fulfilled. Are you going with me? Can we just throw addiction out there without me having to label it all and say, and say addictions are going to be broken by the blood of Jesus and the power of His name this morning and even the desire for it. I pray that Jesus even change your taste for it. I pray that what, what you once couldn't get enough of now begins to make you sick. Come on. He's good, isn't He? You didn't know He was going to have church today. We hadn't even gotten started yet, but we're going somewhere. I already said lust. Did I say lust? Because the Lord highlighted that in me uh, to, to bring out today. But I'm declaring lust be broken off. We need deliverance from lust. We, we, we're, our, our culture is, is embedded with lust everywhere that you turn. Come on. I can't even watch HGTV and House Hunters or something without... Come on, man. I'm going to just give one more. I'm not being exhaustive in this. I'm telling you, whatever is in you that's not of of the Lord, He wants you to be delivered from that today. These are a few things that the Lord highlighted to me to speak out. So I need everyone to pay close attention to this next one. Jesus told me He wanted to deliver you from life wounds. Jesus told me that He wanted to deliver you from life wounds. Wounds that have occurred in you through, through life. Through your childhood, maybe through a bad marriage, maybe through church, maybe through whatever that it may be. Jesus wants to heal life wounds this morning. He wants to deliver you from the, from the effects and the bad fruit and the things that have taken root, the enemy where He has came in and used that life wound to get a stronghold in your life. He wants to break you free of that stronghold. Everybody good? Okay. Um, 1 Timothy 1.7 Believe it or not, I'm almost done. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Right? So grab a hold of that. John 8 and 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, what are you? I mean, this is a cutesy little verse. I mean, we could, most of us could quote this cutesy little verse. Probably have a t-shirt with, the, with it on the back. We're not, we're not walking this thing out. Listen to this verse. This is the Word of God. This is Jesus' truth over you guys. John 8 and 36, therefore if the Son makes you free, like if He makes you free, then you are free indeed. Saved, healed, and delivered. Nothing not of God left in you. He will make you whole, guys. Come on. I love Matthew in 10.1 and it says, and when Jesus had called His disciples to Him, He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Listen to this. This is so good. This is you guys. This is me. This is this morning. This is the leaders that are going to come down and pray. 
when Jesus had called the 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits. You have power over unclean spirits. They do not have power over you. The only ground that, 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 that an evil spirit has is the ground that you allow it to have. You have authority and power over unclean spirits. Matthew 10, 1 is powerful. And the authority Jesus has given you and fulfilled on the cross to cast him out and to be gone, to be broken off of you. Just like that. Jesus wants you healed and he wants you delivered. In Luke chapter 4, 18 and 21, Jesus stands up in the synagogue and, and he says, This is what he says. He quotes Isaiah because he's saying, Isaiah has now been fulfilled. So he stands up in the synagogue and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Everybody say salvation. Talking about what he fulfilled. This is what Jesus is proclaiming. And then he says, He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Everybody say healing to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty, freedom, those who are oppressed, to set captives free. Everybody say deliverance. So Jesus is declaring that what, what Isaiah prophesied about Him, now He is fulfilling that. And Jesus is saying, the very reason why I came and what I fulfilled on the cross was your salvation and your healing and your deliverance. Come on, somebody. Can we just go ahead and give Him praise real quick? Just a praise break. Come on. Because we're going to believe together for it this morning. Jesus said today, this Scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I'm going to drop something in you real quick. I need you to pay attention. In Ephesians in chapter 6, in verse 10 and 12, <clears throat> it's talking about the body of Christ. And it says, finally, you disciples, you who, who follow the Lord, it says to be strong in the Lord. But watch this. This is where God, this is where we don't get healing, and this is where we don't get deliverance. And this is where oftentimes if we've got deliverance, we pick back up what we've been delivered from. So it says, finally, be strong in the Lord. In who? In him, not you, not even your church, not even your pastor, not even your close friend. Those are all things that he uses to draw you closer to him. But we've got to understand that He has called us to be strong in the Lord. And watch this. And then it says, in the power of His might. I don't know about you, but for a long time in my life as a young man, I tried to do things in my own power. I tried to break addictions in my own power. I tried to heal in my own power. I tried to become a good man in my own power. I tried to be a good husband in my own power. I tried to be a good dad in my own power. And the more I tried to do it in my own power, the less of a man I become. Because the more I failed in that, the more that I could never do it. And I got a hold of Jesus, and I begin to walk with Jesus. I begin to grow and begin to understand who He is in my life. Guys, we've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, not our own. And then it says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Watch this, guys. This is why this is so important. Jesus wants you delivered. But you need to understand that there's a battle going on for your soul. And, 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 and if the enemy can't keep you from getting saved, he's going to try to keep you from getting healed. And if he can't keep you from getting saved and getting healed, by golly, he's at least going to fight with everything within him to keep you from getting delivered. 
So good. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So stop fighting your brothers and sisters. It's silly. But you're fighting against principalities, against powers, and watch this, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. It's demonic. It's demonic. Little demons everywhere. Don't let that fear you. Just let it be, make, make you alert. Little demons. Every little addiction is a little demon trying to bind you. Every little cracked door trying to get you to sin, it's a demon saying, this, go ahead and eat of this one. It'll get you closer to God. He, he understands. Whatever that may be. Come on, someone. This is where our battle's at. This is where our battle This is where we need to be alert, but we don't walk in fear because we know Jesus already finished it. And then He's given us power to cast it off in Jesus. He's given us the power to walk in freedom and to be free. I just want you to know there is a real battle in the demonic realm and Jesus wants you to be free. To stand in the power of His might. Amen? In what He fulfilled on the cross and through that empty tomb. Saved, healed, and delivered. This is a great Easter sermon. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 6. And I'm going to do some ministry. This is encouragement to you. You ready? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Everybody grab this. Because you got flesh. We're still in this flesh. We're still in this flesh. We still have temptations. We still feel. We, we, still, we still can get offended. We still get wounded. We can still get hurt. Come on. All of these things are still, are still there. We're still in this flesh. But 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 6 says, so though we walk in the flesh, guys, we need to understand, we cannot war any longer according to our flesh. You are not going to be victorious warring according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. In other words, it's not from our natural man. It's not from our own strength. The weapons of our warfare are not in natural strength, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down and destroying and removing of strongholds. Isn't that so good? Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity and to the obedience of Christ. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's truth. That's a lie. All those lies. I cast you out right now in Jesus' name. He already fulfilled it. I cast you out. That's not who I am. This is who He says I am. Come on. That no longer has a grip on me. Jesus says, he, he, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. He came to give me life and more abundantly. I don't have to live that way any longer. I don't have to carry that thing. Come on. You begin to take those thoughts. Anything, anything. The Scripture is saying how, how you allow the Lord to help destroy strongholds in your life is you take everything, you take every thought captive and you line it all up with the Word of God. And anything in your life that is exalted above Above the truth, any lie that's, that, that, that doesn't line up with the truth, then, then that, that becomes a stronghold and God's given you authority today to allow that lie to be broken off of your life because He already fulfilled it. You are enough. You can be healed. You will be whole. You are good enough to be saved. You can become a son, or, son and daughter. That addiction can be broken off of you. Jesus already decided it. Come on. 
All these different things, we've got to begin to step into them. Bring it into obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Can't even, I don't even have time to go there. Isn't God good? I tell you what, I think I want to go ahead and call the praise team up and I'll stay with me just, just for a few moments, guys. Grab a hold of this for you. For you. For yourself. Jesus wants you free. Jesus wants you free. And as long as you embrace a stronghold, the stronghold will remain. But when you resist the devil in the name of Jesus, he has to go. Listen to me. As long as you embrace something that is wrong, it'll continue to have authority in your life. But this morning, according to all of these Scriptures and all of God's Word and what we're celebrating in the power of His resurrection, that if you begin to resist the devil today, he has got to go because he has no authority to stay. You're inviting Jesus in to your heart. Some of you, through salvation. Some of you are inviting Jesus in to heal your body, to heal your mind. Come on, to heal your spirit, to heal your emotions. And when you invite Him in and you resist, resist the devil, he has got to flee. And some of you are inviting Jesus in to the errors of your life, those life wounds, those addictions. And you're done doing it in your own power, in your own might, and in your own strength. And you're inviting Jesus in to say, I am giving this thing to you. And as you resist the devil, he has got to go. Jesus already decided it, guys. He's already decided it. We just got to step into it. Just got to step into it. He wants you free. He wants you free. Everybody say salvation and healing and deliverance. Jesus wants to bring you life. He got up. The stone was rolled away. He walked out alive. And He wants the same for you. He got up. He rolled the stone away. And He walked out alive. He wants to do the same for you. He got up out of that death. He got up out of what was holding Him down. And everything that was in the way got rolled out of the way. And He walked out alive. And He fulfilled that for you to have this morning. Come on, somebody. I'm going to have my prayer leaders, if you would come down now. All of you, and you just kind of maybe spread out down here a little bit so that there's room. Don't leave here today without getting what you need. Yeah, some of y'all can come on over here. Everybody afraid to be in the middle by me or what? Y'all come on in here. Let's make it like a turnabout over there. I don't like those things. I never know when to go and when to pop, pop out. I'm going to ask you to be really reverent for just a few minutes and we all get to go have ham or turkey or whatever you have it. Just ask you real reverently to stay quiet and I invite you to stand up with me. Go ahead and stand. I'm going to have... Pastor Craig and Andrea just begin to lead us in worship. And then I'm going to ask you to come and receive what Jesus fulfilled for you. I'm going to ask you one, if you've walked away from Jesus, if you, if you can't 
with every five year of your being, be able to say, yes, Jesus is my Savior. I'm right with Him. Then I'm going to invite you to come down and I just want you to come to someone and you say, I want, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life and let them lead you in that prayer. Anyone. Olive, come on, let's do it. Secondly, if you're here this morning, He fulfilled your healing. He fulfilled it. You need healing in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your emotions. I, I, I beg you to come and get your healing this morning. Come down here and get your healing. He healed them of all diseases. And I invite you to come down and, and stand and let them know real specifically. Don't give them your life story. Come on, we got to go. But, but just, just say, this is what I need healing for. This is what it is. My mind, my emotion, my body, let them know and let them come in agreement with you through the power of Jesus. That thing be broken off of you. And listen, this one, this one, guys, this one. Whatever you need delivered from, an addiction, a life wound, whatever that it is that has bound you and imprisoned you in some way, Jesus wants to roll that thing away. He wants to raise you up and He wants to help you walk out of that thing today. I'm believing for deliverance in this house in Jesus' name. So healing, salvation, healing, and deliverance. I just invite you as they begin to sing to come. And just, and just be specific. Tell Him what you need. Let Him believe with you. Amen? Let's let the Lord just begin to work. Thank you, God. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.